0: I don't know whose turn it is, but Welcome to the
1: Get Offset Podcast. My name is Andrew.
0: And my name is Emily.
1: And I found some old headphones of mine.
0: Cool. Congratulations. Are they different from your old ones? Why are you telling us that?
1: Oh, uh... I just forgot that I had them. So these are the ones I've been using for the podcast for forever. They're They're audio
0: technicas for the listeners.
1: ATH-M30X. Nothing Mm -hmm. particularly special, but they get the job done. Uh, Which is
0: funny because I remember studying uh, audio stuff in college and everyone was like, audio technica is the best. And and now I'm a little bit older. Everyone's like, "Eh, it's fine. I think it's probably like the best for the money at that point.
1: These ones feel flat enough in the mid to upper ranges, but they just handle the low end really poorly. Yeah, um,
0: they're not my AKG K701s.
1: Yep, but these guys are um, Sony MDR XB450s.
0: Oh, they're on ears. E. But they're, they're on. They're on ears. and not over.
1: Yeah, they're on ears. They're uh, consumer grade, definitely not meant for mixing. Yeah, but they've got such a a solid bass response. So listening to a lot, lot of music is just a little bit more enjoyable. Especially if I've just, uh, like, I was up late last night studying on uh, some materials, and yeah,
0: nice, just
1: really nice and thumpy.
0: Did you see that AKG had me in an Instagram reel?
1: I did. Pretty cool. You want to know what I did when I saw that? What? I started looking at AKG headphones. <laughs> Good.
0: Because <laughs> I want
1: to replace these audio technicas. Oh, I, I've been wanting to replace them for forever. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just saying that. I know you and I have had conversations about that in the past. Yeah. Um, unrelated.
0: Yeah. You're clipping a little bit. <laughs> I can just just see your wave go. I just saw your wave go. It's like, oh, bummer. Bummer. And just
1: a little off the top.
0: Just a skosh. Uh, You know, we can mix a little quieter. I like to mix a little quiet. (laughs)
1: Hey, Barbara, I'd like the Marine. Say no more. Just flat top.
0: Flat, flat off the top. Uh, I got something. I got the demo thing fun last at the end of last week. Yeah, you did. it. It was Orange.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: It is the official American slash worldwide version of the formerly Japanese uh, special release, the Special Cranker. Yep. And it's only 99 bones. It's only 99 bucks. How? How?
1: Oh, we will talk about how, but the so important thing is.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a little distortion pedal. Uh, the this, this Speaker Cranker, everyone always thought it was a boost, but I'm pretty sure it was just like a one knob distortion Mm-hmm. and um was discontinued but the special cranker is a uh, level more which is gain and tone it doesn't get overly trebly but there's pl- plenty of uh base for you there um and then it goes from germanium to silicon that is silicon's a little more modern louder smoother and uh the germanium is pretty tasty as well
1: yep so the interesting thing i was reading um I think Carl Vordran was, you know, posting some stuff about it in some of the Facebook groups. Uh, and the explanation he gave is that it's, you know, a lot of overdrive distortion dirt pedals roll off a lot of the low end dirt. And this one's designed yeah. to be a lot more flat frequency all the way around to allow your amp to sound exactly how it should, just with a little bit more oomph,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: I love that. I that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun with this. I'm going to try putting this on my baseboard for tour yep uh i played it on bass in the demo but i yep. didn't um play it on bass i mean in the intro in the demo but i didn't play it on bass in the actual demo um and i didn't really s- spend a ton of time with it uh just because i had time restrictions sure um but i am uh i think it's gonna be really cool i i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty excited about it so uh yeah it did that demo did really well i um I I remember when I asked them, like, hey, what time should I launch on Friday? They're like, anytime. So I'm like, oh, so 9 p.m. Thursday Pacific, then. Yep. (laughs) And so I was kind of waiting and waiting. And I saw Emily Hopkins post it around then. I just waited a little bit. I watched hers and then I launched mine. There you go. No regrets. No regrets.
1: No (laughs) regrets. R A G R E T S. -S.
0: So still waiting for people to buy it through our affiliate links. And if you have anything that you would like to buy, listener slash viewer, uh, we have affiliate links in the video description. It's a great way to support the podcast, support the channel, and it doesn't cost you any extra money. It's just uh, you helping us out doing things you were going to do anyway. Let's be honest with ourselves and each other. So we have those for um, Sweetwater, Perfect Circuit, Reverb, uh, Seymour Duncan. And if you want to learn more, Coach Guitar Affiliate. My personal favorite is the Sweetwater one.
1: Oh, for sure. Sweetwater's been rocking it lately.
0: Mm. hmm They've been really good to us. Um, and they were so uh, generous at the guitar house. Sure. So.
1: Um, <sighs> yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. Great. And, you know, the nice thing is, like, Sweetwater, you know, the S isn't secretly, like, a, a bass guitar or something. <laughs>
0: people are mad so mad that guitar center <laughs> like people one, people, so were, people people no people were so mad that they were like it went briefly viral recently that guitar center had been pulling folks over like making the guitar g yep. like oh man guitar center is really like Really going for it, trying to pass that guitar off as a G, and then they like—it's almost like they saw that, reacted to that, and now everyone's like, "Bring back the guitar G!" Like, you can't win. So just like, no,
1: it, I, think, it, I think,
0: I think, I think the font is like boring but better because I thought the font before was b- bad.
1: So here's my thing: is I, I'm fine with the font change. I uh, I wish. Uh, all right, so here, here's my thoughts here. From a business management perspective, their number one problem has never been their logo, ever. No. no. And in terms of brand identity, changing the the guitar, uh, moving the guitar over and adding a G, is just, it, you just changed a logo that was there for 50, like a fundamental part of the logo that was there for 50 years and has been a part of the brand identity to try and appease a random Portionment of your target audience. Come on. They didn't
0: change it. They didn't change it that much. They scooted it over. Just a
1: scooch, but it's, it's enough. That's annoying. And I skitch. wish that I wish that they had doubled down on their brand identity and moved on to fix things that were actually in need of fixing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, was, their,
0: like their inventory system,
1: their inventory system is one of the major things that I, Constantly see complaints about on forums, which is so, the
0: so f- can we can we expl- can you explain that for people who don't understand what the problem is when we talk about Guitar Center's inventory system, famously bad. I would love for Andrew to elucidate. Uh,
1: yeah, so there's you know there's the the famous green screen. So the POS system, um, which is a POS uh, point of sales, uh, is just there. It it looks like it's out of the Matrix. It's just a plain black. It's a console. Um, a so plain black screen, you can't use a mouse with it. It's all keyboard input and it's got a lot of information in it and it does sync from store to store, but it doesn't necessarily sync in real time. And it most certainly does not sync with their online store, which is a different system in real time. Yeah. So when I was there, the online store, was called SPO 4.0 or 3.0, something like that. Uh, and then the, uh, and then green screen was what we called it in in the store. Now, it's, mm-hmm. I don't think green screen is the official name, so yeah, it might be different from region to region. But, uh, yeah, you got two different systems running the same exact inventory because uh, anything you can buy in the store can be bought online. Uh, and this becomes a problem with used gear in particular. So if you're shopping for equipment online and you're, you see something used from Guitar Center, a couple of things that really bother me. One, they charge you for shipping for used gear and not like at a cheap rate. Which is, well,
0: why can I? Can you explain why that bothers you? Do they not charge that for new gear?
1: Uh, they don't. I don't think they charge that for new gear. Oh, yeah. So it, it that just bothers me on on a certain level. But uh, the more important thing is, if you buy something online, you might f- realize that like three days later it has not shipped, and then you'll see a refund notice. And here's what happens is because the online store does not sync with the in-store inventory, you go to buy it online. What happens is uh, there's a printer in the operations department. So just back in the warehouse that prints off a hip here, go grab this item and go get it shipped. But people aren't checking that all of the time. That's not, there's not a dedicated person on staff that just sits there and waits patiently going. It's going to print. Come on. It's going to print just like this.
0: Because that would be, that would be
1: absurd. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, people get to it and they get to it and it gets checked a couple, three times a day, usually uh, at a couple different stores that I worked at. But if someone, a customer in the store, like the entire time the, after that's printed, before that gets touched, that that used item is sitting out on the store floor, the
0: store floor available for sale,
1: available for and sale. And if it's made to it the to the website, that means it's passed whatever like local police hold that it has, which means someone can purchase it and walk off with it. At any given time. Now, if it's on a police hold, it won't go to the website. So like say the California when you buy used gear, it's got to sit in the store for 30 days and, uh, in case it's stolen. So we report the serial number and everything like that So uh, to the police database. After that time has passed, it goes up onto the website and it can be purchased for sale uh, and immediately walk out the front door. So what happens all the time is people, when they're scrolling through <laughs> Guitar Center, find a really good deal on something, go to purchase it, and then they get refunded. Um, and that's just frustrating. Uh, I mean, it's also worth noting that all the the point of sale systems that they've been running and, uh, with my luck now, I'm saying this now in 2022 and they're getting ready to update this and dear God, I hope they do. I
0: hope they do. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to say this like, like just our luck. We, we bitch about it and they fix it. I want them to fix it.
1: Sure. Oh, absolutely. guitar center's legacy brand that deserves more. Uh, that, that's, that's the same kind of category. I put a couple of the other major legacy brands into, but yeah, the point of sale systems, super slow. Um, just very old computers that barely run, uh, when we have to check our outlook, uh, the, amount of time it takes to load is just absurd because the network connections are so slow. So I, I get that it would be a major infrastructure upgrade to replace point of sale systems to update networks in each of the stores and to create one big inventory system that actually syncs with everything in real time. Because in an ideal world, someone goes to purchase something in the store and they say, Oh, sorry, this one's no longer available or something, or it just gets pulled more immediately.
0: Yeah, and 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 listeners slash viewers don't get it twisted. We understand that's very hard. Yep. Yeah, I, we we know we know it's a big ask, but um, like I think that right now, like the people who understand how bad the POS is, like they know that they have to call that store and be like, "Can you, can you go ship it now?" Sure. If I buy it right now, will you please go ship it right now and take it off the floor? Yep. So like just so that Always now you store. know. Yeah, so that you now know, dear listener slash viewer slash reader, <laughs> um, go do that. Yep. That's, that's, your, that's your solution. That's your um, cyber solution.
1: Always call the store and not just get them to say, yeah, we can do that for you. Get Ask them if they can physically put their hands on it. Yeah, it's nothing against people that work at Guitar Center because they get busy, they get sidetracked. All it takes is for someone to walk and say, hey, hey, boss, you got a minute. I got some questions and they get sidetracked. And that's all mm-hmm. it takes for someone else to go buy that yeah. product. Get them yeah, think physically about,
0: think about how sidetracked that you can get as a human being. Sure. when You're doing
1: something. All your kid right. We talked. One of my favorite managers at Guitar Center referred to it as spinning plates. And your con- they want it. You know, the goal is to be able to juggle three to five customers at any given time. Yeah. and all of their needs and just kind of project manage that in the back of your head without pen yeah. and paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough. so the, the script is, Hey, do you guys has this sold locally? I see it's on the website. Is it still available? The next step is, can you put your hands on it physically and just ask any questions, any that you have left about the, you know, does it have any dings that weren't pictured on the website? Uh, how's the action looking? And you know, if you get some of the guitar apartment, you're looking to use guitar, they'll be able to give you a, a quick look at it and just might not be the most accurate, but it might, at least it gives you a better idea of what you've got before it comes shipping over. And then you say, can you please go put this in the, uh, the operation shipping desk, uh, as I'm about to purchase it, which means take it off of the sales floor entirely, go put it back in the warehouse for me when you've yeah. done that. Uh, so they'll put you in hold and he's like, when you do that, pick it, uh, let me know and then I'll go ahead and hit send. I've got all my information punched and in ready to go.
0: Yeah. And not a moment sooner. Yep. Yeah.
1: So that's that's why I do it when I purchase from that's them. That's but, a
0: pro tip. That's a pro tip. You should do a whole video about how to buy you stuff on Guitar Center just you. Yeah, maybe. I uh, From a former employee. How to <laughs> really buy you stuff from Guitar Center. Can will they haggle with you on the phone like that?
1: Uh like haggle in terms of like pricing or yeah. No. If it's on the I website, think. it's pretty well set. If you're in the store uh, you you've got a, a manager um, that might be able to play around with it a little bit, uh, it, but only they they they've been moving further and further away from haggling.
0: Yeah,
1: and I think honestly, I think
0: I think everyone's moving farther away from that. Like cars, because Rick and I were looking at cars yesterday. We actually went to a, a Toyota dealership and one. They're like, we have fifteen new cars on the lot. That's it, end of list. Fifteen new cars. Because they sell everything in advance. They get a VIN yeah. number when it's about to be like put onto freight. And then they they sell that to yeah. people who are test driving like the 2019 version of that car. Right. So Eric like, and I test drove like some twenty nineteen car and we were like, Well, this is not impressive, but like honestly, they could have sold it to us if one. So <laughs> we really wanted to get a plug-in hybrid, which isn't available in uh, in seattle but sometimes they get them used and we told him like well if you'd still had that used one we would have like walked away with it that day and then the guy says you know i don't i don't like that one as much as just the normal hybrid i don't like the ride and i just without saying without like my stupid freaking brain said you're used your car salesman and his like subordinate laughed and I was like, why did I say that? No, and I and hard all of them. That's fine. And I, and I talked to Rick later. And, and Rick was just like, without seeing me be, it's like, it's because he told you, no, you don't want that. You want the thing that I actually do have. Right. And, and, and it was annoying. And then yeah. Rick said, and, and then he looked at our address and he said something about our neighborhood. He's like, oh, yeah, this will ride real smooth on all those potholes you got over there. And we're like, screw you <laughs> What's wrong with you? Why are you insulting our neighborhood jackass? Yep, who does that? So we're like, man, we we absolutely like if he'd still had that plug-in hybrid, we totally would have like walked away with a new car. But like, and if he had been like nicer, maybe we would have like ordered one. But he sure, was, like, but insulted our neighborhood. Who does that? But yeah, but we work. Uh, that's a supply to,
1: chain thing though, in terms of like yeah. the haggling with cars. I mean, yeah. they, they know that they've got 15 yeah. cars and they know that there's 100 people who are looking to buy that, and not a single yeah. one of And if one person wants to haggle, the next yeah. person won't.
0: But like the 2019 that we were writing in had 35,000 miles yep. and was selling for new prices. Yes. There's no, like that's the car thing. Like there's no stock. And I don't know. I don't really think that's particularly the guitar thing. Uh, or at least, it depends. Guitar center. It depends. Yeah. Uh,
1: absolutely depends. And, and, you know, with used gear, some of that's going to be, you know, hard to find.
0: Yeah. Um, some oh, of it's yeah. going to be
1: overabundant. I, I mean, every Heart Center has like eight, you know, DS1s in the used cabinet that just aren't necessarily on the floor.
0: And it depends on how long it's been there. Right. And um <clears throat> how he's it's gonna be get another one. But like, oh well they don't make these anymore. Guitar like, Center a is a company of, um, though,
1: has been moving away from the haggling for yeah. uh, for a very long time. Yeah. Um, they they've restructured, you know, the their compensation for the sales associates to reflect that compensation for uh, managers, all, all of that has been pushing away. Um so yeah, I mean I don't know. I Coming back full circle, I, I really just wish Guitar Center would do something like uh, address that. There there are out-of-box um, uh, point-of-sales SaaS solutions that are available that would work, that w- would also work with a web app. It, it, they just have to hire a couple of developers to work on that and then hire some integration companies, come out and swap all the PCs. And yeah. Recognize <clears throat> that's it. You know, a big ask right now with supply chain management for some of the hardware that they would need. But they should have done this a decade ago. Yeah. They should have done this five years ago.
0: <laughs> they should have. Yeah. At any point, they should have done this. They should have done this as soon as it was readily available. But no, um, they just are loving.
1: I, I, I sincerely hope that they've got uh, – that's not just the sort of thing that they're pushing, pushing, pushing. That they've actually got people working on development for rolling yeah. that out. Because on one hand, team.
0: on one hand, if you're really gruff, like a gruff kind of person, you're like, a sale's a sale. I don't care who buys it, but it's like the people aren't just aren't going to buy stuff online from you ever because they just don't trust the process so no, it's not a sale's not a sale at a point because you're just creating such a bad experience that people are just gonna go to Sweetwater a hundred percent of the time that's why Sweetwater's doing so well, you don't hear people you don't hear Sweetwater talk about like where are all of our customers? They know exactly where they are.
1: Sure. Well, in Guitar Center, is also starting the to do, they've also the started to adopt the, some of the Sweetwater model in terms of warm calling and calling back folks who have ever purchased. Yeah, and they've been I doing that slowly for a while. Out. People are just now yeah. starting to catch on. But uh, for for holiday sales weekends, you know, when I was working there back in 2017, I was handed a you know a stack of you know 10 point font with you know three pages worth of customers that needed to call by end of day. Say, hey, remember us? You purchased drumsticks six months ago. Here's a sale.
0: Yeah, um, I, I have a woman call from Guitar Center every once in a while and leave a message like, hey, Emily, it's so-and-so from Guitar Center. Call me if you ever need anything. I'm like, neat. I don't – I mean I buy things sometimes, but normally I just like beg for it from other people. Likes. Yep. Cool. Bye. You guys going to, you guys going to give me a bass guitar for tour? <laughs> I tried so hard to get another bass guitar for tour. It just didn't happen. I hope this one survives.
1: Fingers crossed.
0: Fingers crossed. Um, tour? This like, Wait,
1: what tour? What I'm are you talking tour. about?
0: I'm going on tour at the end of this week. What? Uh, yeah. So on Friday, May 6th, we'll be in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Uh you to what? Let me pull up my itinerary just so that we can get everything correct. I'm going to pull up my itinerary. Read it, on, read it on the on the radio. Read it on the radio. Telling
1: that dumb Idaho joke since like the 3rd grade.
0: Idaho what? i I heard you i just ignored it uh friday may 6th will be at backwoods whiskey bar in coeur d'alene idaho saturday may 7th will be at zootown arts community center in missoula montana uh monday may 9th will be at wicked spud bar and grill uh in sun valley idaho uh tuesday may 10th will probably be at willie b's in boise idaho that's my birthday uh, Wednesday May 11th will be at Bale Breaker Brewery in Yakima. Bale Breaker. Uh, Bale Breaker Brewery, Yakima. I can't remember
1: is that corporate beer? I don't know. Okay, uh, I'm gonna look this up I the second is. I don't drink beer. <laughs> um
0: mm, I wish we were playing at a winery. Because Yakima has got such great wine. I'm kind of bummed that we're playing a brewery in Yakima instead of a winery. Uh, but they have lots of hops though, don't they? Yeah, they got a lot of hops. I guess they got great beer. Um, Thursday, May 12th, the White Eagle in Portland, Oregon. And then Friday, May 13th, Hotel Albatross in Seattle, Washington. So come see us. We have – do we have any listeners in Coeur d'Alene? I don't know. I have no idea.
1: Bailbreaker Unlock- is the third largest independent craft brewery in Washington. Oh. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Independent beer.
0: Indie beer. Neat.
1: Whenever possible, I refuse. Refuse, refuse, refuse to purchase corporate beer.
0: We have not a ton of listeners in Idaho. Let's see. Let's go back 12 months. Yeah. Not our biggest state. More in uh, Oregon, so a lot in Texas. Holy moly. Why do we have so many Pennsylvania listeners? Hi, Pennsylvania.
1: Hi, Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, We love you, Pennsylvania, New York and Texas and California. We love you, too. All right.
1: I've been to Pennsylvania once. Briefly.
0: Scrapple. Philly cheesesteaks.
1: It was in middle school and it was part of the the classic uh, Civil War battleground in Washington, D.C., uh, you know, summer vacation tour.
0: Gettysburg.
1: And that, yep, just right over the border into Gettysburg and then for like half a day. And then we were out of Pennsylvania. That was it.
0: Wow. I love Wawa, Pennsylvanians. I love me to go to Wawa. Never been to Wawa? So clean, so tasty, great sandwiches. Love Wawa. If you send me a Wawa shirt, I will wear it.
1: Every time I hear Wawa, there's. Is it Rihanna? It's got that one song, Wawa, Wawa, or whatever.
0: I don't know. I really don't know. You want to see the other new thing I got? Sure. It's from it's the Gretsch Electromagnetic series. It's a full hollow body. <gasps> full hollow. Double cutout white with gold uh hardware. Yeah. And cream bind and cream binding. It's so that's pretty.
1: Uh, that's pretty handsome. It is. That, that will know. look really nice next to your telly. <laughs>
0: it's it's got country gentleman vibes. It's not, but it has the vibes. It has a Bigsby?
1: Yep, I and do love a Bigsby. Love-
0: I love it. I've been having a lot of fun. There's a demo coming out uh, on the day this um, podcast episode launches, and uh, I I do play this. I I do play it through this, so it gets big, nasty sounds with that pedal, let's just say.
1: Ooh, radical.
0: Don't say it. Don't say what? No, okay, good, you didn't. Neat. Neat. So, Are you um, concerned
1: that I would say sh- radical
0: radishes? Yeah, he did it.
1: Yeah, he I did, did it. it. Here it is. This is happening.
0: He did it. It's the new trend. It's okay. It's okay.
1: Hottest thing off the west coast. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. Now sure, that we've sure, all sure, forgotten sure. that you know Pete Davidson is with Kim and not rightfully so with Taylor Swift.
0: Why would you do Taylor Swift?
1: Cuz it's a power couple and I've been pulling for it for years. Stand by it. And by years, I mean really just the tail end of 2021.
0: Pete Davidson with Taylor Swift to be a yeah. power couple? Yeah. They're different kinds of weird. Well not. I Because I get Kim because I feel like she's chaotic. Like she like there's a lot of chaos there and I feel like Taylor Swift is very orderly. Yep. So I just don't see see it.
1: I think they'd bring the best out of each other, and it would be fun to watch. I don't know. I expect to be invited to the wedding when it happens, by the way.
0: (laughs) Taylor. Taylor. Invite Petey Boy to your wedding.
1: The old Taylor can't come to the phone right now.
0: She's dead. Uh if you'd like to support the Get Offset podcast, you can and have conversations like these all the time with us directly. Uh you can join our Patreon at the five dollar a month club. You get access to our exclusive Discord server where we talk about dumb shit like this just constantly. Indeed. Yeah.
1: Prime example. Uh our dear friend Joe, who's a patron.
0: Joe's Hi, great. Hi
1: Joe. Joe's great. Hi Joe. And uh, everyone great. should be more like Joe.
0: Yeah. And then Tom sh- shares photographs of food that make us all very jealous.
1: Indeed. Everybody uh, should be like Tom.
0: Uh, Noah shares great memes.
1: Where's Noah been? Noah, please, if you're listening to this, Noah, we miss come you. Back.
0: Noah, come back. I really needed Noah the other day when someone right. when someone commented something about how anti-Nazis meant anti-Trump and that some conservatives play guitar and I said, man, you're really just telling on yourself if you think that, like, an anti-Nazi thing is an anti-conservative thing.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was – um...
0: And then he told me to wake up. And I was like, man, I am wide awake. <laughs> uh, what else – who else should we um, – Lauren, love them.
1: hmm
0: Andrea. Brett. Damien has – uh, always great stories and fun videos. Jason Fuzzmonger, Jason Porritt, another Jason Weiser. so many Jasons. Jeff Covey, Jennifer, Joan of Heart, Joan, well, Joe Braga, Joe, Jason Welsh, Matt. Well, there's a lot of people in here. David Ishizaka. Jim.
1: Why, why don't we have any Reed, Andrews?
0: You are. Uh, Allet. Zach. Paul. Value Vinyl. Steve.
1: If your name is Andrew and you're listening to this, this is your sign.
0: Holly. How you doing, Holly? Come back to the Discord. We miss you. <laughs> All right. Done with that. That's, that's enough of that. Uh, so let's talk about some newsy things. I, uh, do you have anything? You have uh, anything I was going
1: to, I wanted to talk about a l- little bit more about the speaker cranker, more about what's oh, under the spe- hood.
0: The special cranker. Yes.
1: The special cranker.
0: Yeah. Cause we did talk about, cause it's only, this thing's only $99 and you can get one via the affiliate links in the video description. Indeed.
1: But the, uh, what's under the hood is what's particularly fascinating to me because it's part of a larger trend that we've been seeing for uh, years now, kind of originating, um, outside of the country and has been uh, working its way into U.S. manufacturing. That's uh, SMD instead of through-hole uh, hand-populated uh, circuit boards. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's a lot. You know, I'm fascinated to see this kind of come through because for the longest time, it's the it was this idea that, you know, that through-hole hand-populated or hand-wired or all the, you know,
0: that's and what makes something boutique. Right. So makes
1: something boutique. It's what makes something sound good. It's what makes something um, reliable. stuff like that. And so yeah. you know, SMD start coming out of uh, manufacturing, uh, out you know, Asian manufacturing. We start seeing uh, a great because example. It's
0: automatable. It's automatable.
1: Is um, it's a lot easier to mass produce. It's a lot cheaper. Uh, and so. A prime example is if you've ever looked through a boss forum, someone's looking for a boss pedal from like before 2006 or, or whatever the year was that they started switching over. What people are looking for is a pedal that they can modify themselves. If you go to Guitar Center today or Sweetwater and you purchase a Boss DS1 new in box, you can't really modify it the same way that we've been seeing modifications for years. And the reason mm-hmm. why is it's just an SMD populated board. So it's super yeah. tiny. Um, and you can't really, uh, your average Joe can't, you know, service those. No. Um, you need uh, more equipment than just a solder gun and, and, uh, and a book about, you know, low voltage electronics.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those, those get really tiny. Think about like the things in your like camera or phone.
1: Sure. I mean, you, you, you yeah. need like a little magnifying glass You can go,
0: yeah, a helping hands, um, yes. but times 10.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: So but- I, I like I said, like these were originally like uh, issued in Japan, and I don't think those were S&B.
1: No, those
0: were so, a limited um, run. Yeah, so when these were re-released, they they refigured it a bit, obviously. Um, so I, I thought that those special run would kind of immediately go down in price, and I don't think they have, and I think that's why.
1: Maybe I mean we'll see it's only been a couple of days.
0: Yeah. I hope I hope they do because I hate to see those slippers, you know, trying to take advantage of, you know, people who just because they love a brand or want a sound, but um if if all you want is a sound and the brand then this is this is going to get you the special cranker and you shouldn't spend money like Sure. thousands of dollars a thousand dollars well like, so it's five hundred dollars
1: you know it's interesting to hear someone say that because you know it even a few years ago someone would have said well smd just doesn't sound as good it sounds a bit more brittle there's just kind of whether or not that was true, true or not i don't think it is
0: i mean but, even if it even if it does it's i don't think perception. it's going to be a, a one a nine hundred dollar difference
1: no but it, it, it's the perception of you know what how the manufacturing process plays out into the end uh, quality of the product, um, mm-hmm. quality in terms of, you know, sound operation, not necessarily in serviceability. Yeah. And serviceability is a, is a harder sell, um, for that. But mm-hmm. we've been seeing this with, you know, a number of manufacturers and, and I'm fascinated watching this start to take over in the boutique community, um, you know, I don't Jay- know if
0: take over is the right phrase. I think just become a little bit more prominent because it's become an option in some of their offerings. Sure. Because I like seeing brands like Earthquaker who do sell, you know, high-end boutique gear also have a lower level option. It's like Fender having Squire or Gibson having Epiphone. Have something a little bit more affordable that, you know, an average, you know, working class player – uh, shout out to working class music, uh, can very easily get their hands on sure. and have like access to something that's perceived as cool, um, versus, you know, just Amazon basics. Right. Um, where, which, you know, you don't want to, because if you don't want to like support Amazon, if you don't want to like have like this board with these like weird name companies that just kind of looks cheap it makes you kind of feel weird. Like you can still support a company based in the United States. Yep. um, Run by, run by women. Like Julie is the CEO of the company or president. I I forget. uh, I think it's CEO um, that hires, you know, people in Akron, Ohio. Uh, Maybe these weren't made in Akron, Ohio completely. um, But you can still do that with your money. And I think that's really neat. Um. And it's also just like, like, like I've read once that if you go to your first baseball game before you're six, you spend like, I'm making up the stat, like, uh, gosh, like eighty percent more over the course of your life, or like, gosh, you spend so much more money on baseball for the rest of your life if you go to a baseball game before the age of six versus if you go after you turn sixteen.
1: Sure, because I mean nostalgia.
0: Yeah, uh, there's still- an
1: association with that brand that carries with you for an extended period of time. So if this is one of like your first boutique pedals, uh, or, one of, your or first one of
0: your first pedals, pedals period, period. yeah. Jinx. I don't. I don't think it's an accident that this is the DS1 color. I mean, obviously it's not a DS1 circuit, but early, early guitar pedal color. You think it's an accident?
1: No. I just, yeah, I cringe at that thought. Um,
0: it's not a DS1, but like no, it's bright. Now, maybe a stupid thing to say, probably, but like, it just, it hearkens to me because, oh, I just have a turbo distortion over there. Well, so this isn't it.
1: the first unit that Earthquaker has done. The uh, plumes. So plumes was the first one that they did. Yeah. And so seeing a second one come through, I think is fascinating. I think is yeah. indicative of more to come. Yeah. If I had to take a gander, uh, yeah. I know they're not the only company as well in the you know historically boutique market, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, JHS is another brand that's not, necess- not a brand I would necessarily consider to be boutique at this point, but uh, has done uh, a number of runs with SMD.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they still hand assemble a lot of their pedals.
1: I think JHS has moved to a lot more SMD. Oh. I want to say a lot of their – I'd have to double check, fact. Uh, so don't quote liter- me on this, have- but
0: – I haven't picked up one of their pedals in so long, and I also – I don't know. I I mean, I didn't get one of their um, preamps to look inside of it to see what it looked like.
1: But, yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see it kind of take over. I'm vaguely aware that uh, John Cusack uh, has been doing some of the shadow manufacturing for some of the brands in the industry, and I believe some of what he does is SMD as well that's uh, done here in the U.S.
0: All right. Well, I trust him to do that.
1: Uh, I don't know if he's only one. It's just that's one of the things I heard floating around.
0: Yeah. So that's cool. You know, use your ears. And if you like the way something sounds, then buy it. And if you don't like the way something sounds, then don't buy it. For sure. I think that that's ultimately what it comes down to. And that's what we talk about a lot in, in demos. I know it's been a very long time since we've had one of those videos pop up. That's like demos Can't Be Trusted. Because I think people realize that, like, you just got to use your ears <laughs> uh, a little bit. So you got to trust trust your instincts about something. And if something doesn't seem like it's going to be right for you. But, like, dude, $99. Try it. I, I Like, for a guitar pedal, that's for a distortion pedal that's this versatile that has germanium and silicon 99 bucks
1: yeah I mean that's loaded up to the gills with what you would more than what you'd expect out of some of the other offerings uh, in the range yeah. plumes in the same way plumes you know yeah. blows the the TS9 out of the water for that's the, almost the exact same price
0: that's why it's so popular in like the guitar pedal reddit right now sure like, it's uh, yeah um and the plumes comes in all these colorful really really colorful um
1: oh yep. my gosh they, they've done a, a oh, number of colorways. Like
0: colorways yeah i um am really curious i'm sure they'll do more colorways with this but i know this yep. is the one that you'll want
1: yep no i'm gonna uh need a look at uh my income Status to figure yeah. out if I can sneak out $100 out of this month's budget.
0: <laughs> yeah. Use that Sweetwater affiliate link. I will. Uh, yeah. I, I think I convinced uh, Jeff from Jerf to use the um, Catalyst 100 amp on tour. There you go. He was like, I want to get a new, and last for he's like, I want to get a new amp. And the drummer and I were both trying to convince him to not get a tube amp right now, right? Because he has a, he has a, he already has a tube amp, and we're like, and the drummer was actually trying to get him to get uh, like the same tone tone master that you have.
1: It's a great amp.
0: Yeah, and, and uh,
1: for touring, I mean, if you get ninety, even if you don't think it's a hundred percent, it's ninety ninety percent ninety five percent.
0: For the pa- places that we're playing, no one's going to notice seventy five percent. To be fucking honest.
1: There is that, but the reliability aspect. Yeah. I Yeah. You, you have
0: to you have to worry about your babying your amp.
1: Right. Um, so you don't you worry the about it the um, We we aren't nineteen anymore. We can't just slug around super heavy amps just because we can.
0: I'm a lot stronger now than I was at nineteen, but still. Uh, so I think I've convinced him to get the, bring the Catalyst 100. So that's going to be. Um, I think that's going to be good for him. Uh, I'll just have to get him set up on like some presets. Sure. Uh, So he's like, it's a lot of technology. I'm like, it's not really like you don't need to use the app. It's intimidating up front. I'll give him that. It it can be. Um, But honestly, once you dial in your sounds, you never need to think about it again. Right. Yeah. And that's why I told him. I'm like, yeah. Do you have a smartphone or something? All right. So, honestly, like if I have time today or tomorrow, I might like go ahead and like, I know he's going to like the boutique sound. Right. And I might go ahead and start dialing things in and just kind of refresh because I did that a while back, <laughs> a while ago. So, um, like, I have the foot switch. So, that's going to be good for him too. Um, maybe he won't have to bring his boost pedal. But I also have him hooked up with the Catalan Bread Tribute because he was not liking having his EP booster running into his tube screamer.
1: Ooh, yeah. He's
0: like, it's just it's a lot of mids. And then I look at his amp and the mids are cranked. I'm like, my guy. Yep. <laughs> I can tell you why there's so much mids just by looking at this. So I was like, okay, well, let's, it, since you have so many mids forward pedals, let's turn the mids down there on the amp. Uh, and then I was trying to explaining the the tribute to him as well. I'm like, let's yep. maybe we can use this one for some gain. And then we can put the booster after it. So it just gets louder and maintains the same characteristics, because it sounds like that's what you want. And there's a low mid hump there. So like, <clears throat> it won't be like, too much extra. So I'm trying. I've been trying to explain like signal chains to him more, and it's been like fun. It's re- it's always really fun to like have these conversations with folk who you know didn't grow, haven't been like around a lot of pedals right. uh, lately. So it's no, pretty- it's a
1: fun discovery process. You kind yeah. of you've got all of these tools at your fingertips. So if you don't know how to use them, it's not going to get you very far. Learning how mm-hmm. to use your gear uh, is always been the advice that is uh, from some of my best mentors. Has been just consistent. It, it's the don't get more gear. Learn to use the gear that you have. Yeah, you can get good sounds out of an SD one.
0: Yeah, and like moving things around in your signal chain being important. Yep. Yeah. So. How that works? So I think I that's a good
1: place to I uh,
0: move on to the next topic. So I figured uh, we could. Finish up this brunchy conversation, with maybe a boozyish brunch. Metallica has a, a whiskey. Have you read about this? It's Rye the Lightning.
1: Yep, I, I've heard bits and pieces about said whiskey.
0: It's it says it's quote created using sonic vibrations from their concert. I don't know what that means.
1: Uh, it means where their uh, where the barrels are being stored. They've got speakers in their warehouse pointing at them. Blasting the music to help coax the uh, flavors out of the barrels.
0: I'm sorry. That can't be science. That cannot. That cannot. That cannot. It just cannot. It cannot have any impact. It cannot.
1: I mean, maybe it does. That, it that says- is a force being applied to the storage container that provides flavor.
0: But it can't be like. Metallica can't make make it any difference, other than like like just having something go boom, boom, boom. Oh, boom, sure. Boom. This proprietary process involves the use of low hertz frequencies from the heavy metal band's music to vibrate the barrels, quote, causing a greater interaction between the whiskey and the wood, forcing the liquid further into the barrel and extracting more flavor and color. Sure. Maybe. I'm not a science – I'm not a whiskey scientist, but that just seems
1: – I think that's the right amount of uh, funky snobbishness for American whiskey enthusiasts.
0: Man, I, I think rye is real nasty. I was gifted a bottle of uh, Jim Beam rye after an event once, but yuck.
1: Well, it's okay if it's not your thing, but I would like to just say – Put this out there. Maybe that's not the best representation of what Rye
0: is. (laughs) Um, Maybe
1: not. No, I think that, you know, Metallica did this a few years ago with a bourbon as well, I think.
0: Jim meme
1: rye review. I imagine that gets a three out of five. 82.
0: Yeah,
1: so about a three out of five.
0: I guess. Uh yeah, 3 out of 5. Yeah. Middle of the road. I'm road not sure there's road.
1: anything lower on the road, that's a thing.
0: Isn't James what? Hetfield like famously sober?
1: Uh, famously in and out of rehab, yeah. Along with, you know, some of the other members of the group.
0: Oh my god, guys.
1: But you know, I, I'm fascinated by it from like a branding perspective. Yeah, um, kind of taking something that you know might may or may not have any real impact, uh, and just tacking it on as part of the marketing aspect. Uh, I think is kind of fascinating, uh, it's especially
0: so stupid. So it's it's like a, I find it obnoxious.
1: Oh, it's absolutely obnoxious. But I mean, I'm mean, want to talk about obnoxious whiskey. It's the Nick Offerman edition of. Uh, from Lagavulin for Scotch Whiskey. You know, playing off of the... Uh,
0: but ooh. I trust his taste as a connoisseur of whiskey. is not that good. Uh, okay. Well, I don't know anything about... No, I don't think Scotch is that good.
1: Scotch is a range. Much more so than bourbon or rye. But...
0: Well, that's because there's not, like, a rule of what makes Scotch Scotch.
1: There's some rules.
0: Yeah. Hard. Uh, it's, it's, like... Hard and fast.
1: But there's some scotches are deeply smoky and peaty. Some are just straight up dessert. Some are uh, downright savory. I mean, there's just a whole range of different flavors you can get out of it.
0: It kind of all tastes like what I imagine my clutch tastes like. If I licked it.
1: That's (laughs) not a great thing to think about. uh, I stand by it being arranged. But the point here is the, uh, you know, this is... Clearly a gimmick. Uh, Nick Offerman also went on to do. I, uh, you know, I think they did a, another whiskey that was aged in um, like Guinness barrels or something like that. Or Guinness that was aged in whiskey barrels. I don't remember exactly what it was.
0: Oh, they do lots of beer and things aged in whiskey. They do everything gets aged in whiskey, whiskey barrels. I think Tabasco's hot sauce is like originally aged in whiskey barrels.
1: I mean, there's so much flavor to be had, but. It's fascinating to you know take a look and see how it takes off. But I can tell you is uh, for the folks that I know from the UK, the uh, Offerman edition, law Google and stuff, uh, it just annoys the heck out of them. They're, they're not a fan. They're annoyed, and they they just see it as a uh, American trivialized, uh, you know, just kind of a gimmick to get the Americans to buy some of the stuff that the the Brits wouldn't have.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Good for them.
1: So that's kind of that's kind of how I feel about the uh, the Metallica Bourbon is maybe this is just a a, a a group of bourbon or rye that wasn't you know maybe just masked from Heaven Hill or one of the other major distilleries that they weren't sure what they're going to do with and someone said yeah we could probably make that marketable not for the flavor itself but for an association with another brand
0: mm-hmm. oh totally happens all the time happens all the time it's so stupid but whatever uh people will be very excited to to get it and have it sure. like like it's it's kind of it, it's kind of like prince fans will like you know how you can't copyright a title yep. you can't so like there are i saw on some prince reddit uh in my feed the other day someone bought at walmart a wine called purple rain one, I, I assume that Purple Rain at some point has been trademarked. So I think they're going to get a CCD, uh, a <laughs> CCD um, And but, but these people were excited to buy it. Had no association with Prince, which is called Purple Rain. And I'll be honest, when, when I see like a Purple Rain cocktail on a menu, I do look at it. It's, it's marketing. Uh, and I hate when marketing works on me. But as a marketer, I appreciate it. When I see yeah, a guitar yeah.
1: pedal that's orange, I'm immediately ready to open my pocketbooks. Yes, Uh Sure. I mean, branding is a hell of a drug. And sometimes we notice that it's what it's doing. Uh, sometimes we don't. Uh, you know, a Metallica yeah. branded rye whiskey is oh, absolutely a, a nearly shameless utilization, but they're going to sell out. It's going it's to do just fine. Oh, my God. They're going to make, they're going to turn a profit on it and go laughing to the bank. And, you know, yeah. to that I say, good for you. Happy for ha. you.
0: Yeah. Hop, 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 I don't have happy. a
1: problem with it. And they made a product that people are willing to pay money for.
0: Yeah. Good for them. Stamp yeah, of whatever. approval. <laughs> stamp, of a- stamp of approval.
1: Look, I'm just yeah. saying, like, if I was over at somebody's place, I'm like, hey, man, like, I got this rye whiskey. You know, I've been waiting for people to come over so I can crack it open. You want to try some? And that's what it ends up being. I I drank it, Yeah, I give it a try.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean I would try I no, I might. I, want, I mean I would try the it. Curiosity try, like, has me
1: that. has my my curiosity has peaked enough that I'd want to try it but not want to have to pay for it.
0: No, yeah. No. I mean I wonder how much it is. Let's see if they say. Um, they've unveiled it.
1: My guess is 60, 50 to 60.
0: Let's see. It's, it's available on. for pre-order. Uh, Although with that yeah, that demographic,
1: my, yeah. uh, Metallica fans being a little bit older, probably with a bit more cash, I could see that going for over 100
0: Just because I have more cash doesn't mean I want to pay more cash. Um, coming, it just is coming soon is all I'm seeing. Wait, where is it? Find it. Pre-order now. Oh, all right, I just had uh oh, eighty bucks, eighty bucks.
1: There we go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, I think that's a good place to end it. Perhaps, maybe. I it looks know. like
1: the the bourbon that they had uh, is still available for like fifty bucks.
0: Ew. Let's so see the, what that, what the, was r- it called. Blackened, blackened America whiskey review
1: and the uh, Ray of the Lightning. Oh,
0: that got a 7.7 7 out of 10 from Flaviar. Um, I don't have any respect like,
1: for that brand though, so don't read the review.
0: Uh, thewhiskeyjug.com gave it 3.4 out of 5. Uh, the whiskey wash gave it three out of five. Actually, uh, technically a 2.9. These are not good reviews. No. Middle, middle of the road whiskey.
1: Yep. Uh, no, that's, that's bottom shelf whiskey in a top shelf bottle.
0: Uh, the 31 whiskey gave it two stars. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Well, there you go. You've got to admit, though, Rye
1: Rye the Lightning is a great name. uh, It's a great name.
0: It's an easy pun. Um, Pros and cons. Pros. Bottle design is visually stunning, ergonomically easy to use. Oh, God. When the pros are just the bottle design.
1: Bottle design can be part of it.
0: That's fine. But I my hair is big right now all right did you, see did you see the portrait i took at the guitar house where it looks like i have like a wind machine it's a great portrait sorry i probably sure saw it i don't think
1: i registered that there's a wind machine involved
0: there's no wind machine involved it just looked like it yeah no. Cool. Well, everyone out there, um, please like, comment, subscribe, check us out on Patreon, uh, use our affiliate links uh, when you're doing your shopping, when you're buying that special cranka. Um, What else, Andrew?
1: Have a wonderful week, folks.
0: Thanks for watching.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for understanding. Until next time, my name is Emily.
1: My name is Andrew. Goodbye. Bye.